Hi, I'm DTE. Your power's out, but that's a good thing. Think of all the money you're saving this winter. Because we here at DTE charge some of the highest electricity rates in the country. And besides, cold weather mammals live longer. That's just a fact. It's all made possible by bribing your elected officials. And it's all perfectly legal. How much money are you giving to politicians? What uh, exactly are your contributions or your donations? With all due fairness, though, Attorney General, you are one of the politicians who has accepted money from DTE in the past. That's true. I absolutely have. If I don't take this money, they're definitely going to be giving this money to my opponent. The power's out. Again. Deal with it, Michigan, and we'll all get used to it together. Fucking voice is fried, man. Been a hard winter with no heat. Yeah. Thanks a lot, DTE, for frying his voice. Might as well have a cigarette. <laughs> That'll fix it. Yeah, might as well have a little bourbon. <laughs> Here, Bill. That'll fix it. That'll fix you up right there, Bill. <laughs> we got Bill Arnold. Oh, Bill. We're going to try something here. I mean, we, we, look, this is Mark. All, all respect to you. All respect. Yeah. Red, Byron, Car- this is the best podcast in the country, I think. You think so, Red? I mean, it's skinny. The crew's skinny, but we make it happen. We're smart. We're doing shit. Tonight, we've got one-ton trolley, just one of the good country-western bluegrass, blues, rockabilly bands in Michigan. Right there. They're live, and we're going to try to do it. We're actually going to try to do it. Not do some bullshit podcast where we rip off Twitter and just talk about stuff. No, we're going to do stuff, but here's the deal. Anyway, hey, Bill. Bill Arnold. What's up, brother? How you doing? Real good, man. Um, I want to start with this. My dear friend, and if you're my dear friend, I'm always with you, whether you're here or you're in the great beyond. Uh, Mike Nevin will be laid to rest this weekend. Chief Mike Nevin, one of the baddest motherfuckers ever to don the firefighter's badge in this town. And uh, it was 10 years ago, 10 years ago, that Mike... Met another good friend of mine who's passed, Anthony Bourdain. I put them together and they shared a meal at Squad 3, Engine 23 on the east side. And uh, I just want to play it. The cliche is that firemen are great cooks. In this case, the cliche is true. Lieutenant Mike Devins and the boys of Squad 3 are cooking up a family meal. Is every firefighter expected to cook reasonably well? If they don't, they catch hell. I mean, really? Detroit, yeah, it's, I mean, it's almost a perfect society in that sense, because in a perfect society, I believe, everybody should be able to feed themselves and their friends or their family 
re at least reasonably well, and that, that, that if they're not able to do that, they should be shunned and demonized and marginalized. Well, agreed. Most of the firemen are known for their cooking. We cook some outstanding meals. We've learned to shop. We've learned to shop with less to feed more. You don't want to be a belly robber. No matter how badly led, ridiculously under-equipped, underappreciated, no matter how doomed their mission, they take a bizarre and quite beautiful pride in at least being screwed more than everybody else and doing it with style. They seem to do what they do for themselves. It's not a job, it's a calling. This is where the guys store their gear, and as you can see, the, the gear is very weathered. How old? Oh, this gear's only a couple years old. I mean, but it's, it gets beat oh, up yeah. quick. Yeah. Got one new coat hanging in there, so there's a lucky guy that's got a new coat, but uh, that, that gear's seen a lot of action. Where's the fire pole, dude? They took them. Oh, man. In the late 90s, management took the poles out. What is every little boy, you know, from my age, what, was all about Sparky the fire dog and the pole? You know, I used to love sliding the pole, and that headquarters was three stories. So when you were sliding that thing, you had to really hold on because you were going for a ride. Oh, Mike, you don't even know what you just said. <laughs> I know. It's great. <laughs> it's so great. You know what they did with them poles? Scrapped them. Really? Yeah. Probably got a lot for it. Scrapped in this fucking town. That's ridiculous. That's That was like, uh, I don't know, Karenette. That's my life. I, I, look at the great life I've been living. Those are my friends. Yeah. And I'm missing them. And now they'll toast you in heaven, Charlie. They well, will. I, know, I know they're both looking up right now. <laughs> Thinking they're in Miami <laughs> Beach. <laughs> looking up. <laughs> what? Too soon? <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Well, here's the other thing. During that, when Bourdain came here a decade ago to take a look at us, um, I was showing him around town. It was a very, very rigid show, very precise. Everything was ordered. Everything was on time, and I refused to do it. I go, Tony, if you want to know this town, you just got to drive around. You got you to carve out, give me 90 minutes to just drive around. And so we drove around. And we stop at Shane to, you know, get some beer. And you can see how people in Detroit shop, you know, at the liquor store mm -hmm. on Shane. And I just want to play this a little bit. This is Ghost Garden. It became kind of famous, this piece. People seem to like you in this town. Who hates you in this town? Who hates me in this town? Nobody, huh? Politicians? I'm guessing there are a number of politicians and former public employees who, who were not too happy with you. I don't know, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let's face it, there's a whole lot of people out there who just who could be perfectly happy with just letting Detroit go. It already went! It's gone. Look at this. See all those uh, lilies there? Uh-huh. I call those the ghost gardens. Like, they're all over, like the, the houses that used to be. The gardens still come up. So, so, which leads me to how I know Bill Arnold. I just, the second time I met you. But you sent, you sent me an email, and it was beautiful, and it had to do with the ghost gardens. Yeah. What, what was it? Well, I saw that segment. I stumbled on it <clears throat> probably, I don't think it was in 2013 when it aired, 
But later, and I, I, I don't know how many times I watched it, but the, I just thought it was a great episode because it was gritty. It was Detroit. It was perfect. And, you know, when I heard you mention those ghost gardens, that just hit me right in the solar plexus. And as a songwriter, that's just those moments when they come by, if you don't grab them, they're gone forever, right? And I spent months trying to write the damn song because every time I pick up a guitar, I'm like, and I'd come up with something. I'm like, is this Ghost Gardens? Is this Ghost Gardens? Is this Ghost Gardens? And it turned out it was never about the gardens himself. It was about one man's long lost wife's garden that she planted for him. And he would drive at home from the bar alone at night and he couldn't see the house that they lived in, which was gone anyways. He'd go home and then one one day he decided to drive by it in the daytime. And he saw those flowers that his wife had planted decades ago. And he realized that she'd been there all along and she was sending messages to him from the grave and from her ghost garden. And I was like, oh shit, there it is. How'd you arrive at that? I mean, how, how's the songwriter's process work? You're, you're struggling with this thing. There's a, a seed. Yeah. And I think what you just described was a few years struggle with writing a song. How do you, what's the process of getting there? Well, the process for me is it always comes from a guitar. Like I, I put that guitar on my lap and I just start noodling around and I just call it mindless noodling. And I've got an idea for maybe something I might want to talk about in a song. And sometimes it just comes from my subconscious. I don't know where it comes from. But that was one that I knew I needed to write a song about that because I just thought it was it was powerful. And it said so much about Detroit and how much we've lost. You talked about throwing away those firemen's pulls. We've thrown away so much shit in this city you know, and I think of Black Bottom and Hastings Street, and we've thrown away so much that, like, it was, to me, it was, at least as far as Ghost Garden was concerned, when I heard that, I'm like, God, it's still there. You know, there's still messages to be found in what we've thrown away and what's lost. We've yeah. torn down so many beautiful homes, and so many beautiful homes have been stripped of these priceless architectural artifacts that we don't even know where the hell they are uh you know and it's we've it's been a throwaway city and it breaks my heart it's broken my heart for 54 years that i've lived here because we did it yeah because i mean the way you're describing what you're going to play for us in a moment is yourself like you you're talking something really i can see it yeah. guys driving home wife planted a garden my grandpa used to live there. I think my grandma planted those lilies. You know, I mean, yeah. when, when, when people dog on us, the reason we get upset, and everybody got upset when this thing aired. They got really upset at Anthony. It's because we're still alive. It's, it's not the Coliseum. It's not the Parthenon. It's that, that was like, I spent Thanksgiving in that house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you, do you think you well that's why we call ourselves roots rock from the rust belt because we live in the rust belt we live we live in in the dust and clutter of concrete and rust 
you know, we're living in this place that is just was a, one of the grand dams of, of, of American cities. It was the, the epicenter of manufacturing. It was shiny and it was beautiful and it was cosmopolitan and then it went to shit. And we've all watched it happen. And, you know, I was too little to do anything about it when it happened. But, I mean, I've lived here all my life. I've been in construction all my life. So there isn't probably a street I haven't been down in the Detroit area. And you see it. And, and, you know, even when you try to rebuild the city, you you, you look around and it's just like, we just. It's rape. I feel like we don't do things right here. Hey, but Karen, Karen, because Karen is our resident Detroit soul. We have gone to shit, Karen, but we're not shit, are we? No. No, we aren't. And, you know, a lot of also what had, that, that, as Bill was talking, I'm thinking about people that have left the city or been forced to leave the city and they drive by and those memories that they still have because those flowers are always still there. I still drive by the place that I grew up, uh, not far from where I am now on the east side of Detroit, and there's this yellow plant that my mom had out by the water, by the canal. So I, that, that resonates, but we have, we've not valued who we are. We've not valued what we have. Uh, and then everybody has an idea about what Detroit is supposed to be. And that's never been a cohesive agenda. And so here we are. Will you do me a favor? Cause that's so beautiful. Will you take a picture of that yellow plant? Spring's yeah. coming. I yeah, love it I drive here. by quite a bit and just look at it. Yeah, I love I it. Here. We, are, we are the nicest, meanest people. You know, we we are we we can talk about like what we've destroyed in material things, and but the, the, it's the people are always going to be strong in the Detroit area, mm-hmm. and I, you know, and, and we live out in the suburbs, and we catch some shit. Uh, you know, you where, do you are, you, where do you I live? I live in Clarkston. Clarkston, yeah, a long way from that. Here. That ain't a suburb. It's not even a suburb. Almost like Bill. a suburb of Flint, but you know, it's like Bill. but the people are still strong. You know. Bill, I would be one of those people giving you that crap. <laughs> and you know what? You, and, 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 and I get it, rightfully so, you know, but it's still the people of the Detroit area. We're a huge Well, Clarkston's area. cool. And like Clark, like Flint and Detroit and everything in between. And that's what, that's what I think you got here. This is just out now. It's Sunday morning cigarettes, one-ton trolleys, latest record. Bill, I know the band's waiting. Let's do it. Can you turn the audience on, please? I goddamn, I, I hope this works. <laughs> if it don't make work, it work. Don't if it don't work, I'm gonna take off my clothes. <laughs> I, God, I really hope it works then. <laughs> there he is. Let's see. Hopefully, I have sound. Well, we do a sound check. We did. We ran through it all. No, but we can we can do it now. Like in the bed, this Bill Arnold on guitars and vocals, Chris Brown on bass, John Johnson on drums, and Tony Zach. Sorry, Tony. I know it's Anthony, but I'm calling you Tony because it's Tony Bourdain on guitars and vocals. Uh, Tony, can you can you hear? Give me give me a check here, bro. Uh, What's up? Checking the vocal. We got. All right, ladies and gentlemen, one ton trolley. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, one ton trolley. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the green screen back there. We are fucking yeah. smoking. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> this is called Ghost Gardens. 
whisper it again to me Tell me everything is alright I know it's been a while But I had to give myself some time I used to only drive on by I hid from you by dark of night I see I miss so much You are waiting for me in the light Waiting patiently to rescue me Right out in the open for the world to see Now I am a broken man Nothing but a watering can In your ghost garden All the wood and stone All the things that build a home But hidden in the weeds Are those treasures that your heart is sown I remember that first spring Hours that you'd spent alone Planting messages to me Not to be open until you were gone Waiting patiently to rescue me Right out in the open for the world to see That was fucking beautiful. But that's not what I meant. That was beautiful, boys. That was really like, good. Oh my Byron, nice camera work. I can't believe that worked. Man, this, that was and it beautiful. Good. Everything was fine. It went well. Looks oh good. Sound great. Sound great, man. That is uh, that's mm -hmm. that that's a damn good song. They're from Clarkson. That's some country western. That is beautiful. That ain't country. That's that's beautiful, man. I'm I'm, I'm proud. So listen, be, uh, I'm also proud. Cue up to Coney, but I want to give a shout out to Corporate AV Services for the, uh, designing and 
no, I'm not going to give you a shout out for designing, building the studio. You got fucking paid. But I'm going to give you a shout out for showing up tonight and giving Byron's the equipment that he needs to go live because we need it because we got big things planned because we're not going away because this is the place. And we might go a little long tonight. You know why? Because it's going to snow tomorrow, mm. and the power's going to be out. There ain't going to be no TV. You're going right, yeah. to watch this. We're going <laughs> to have to ban. It's true. Download it tonight. You can watch it tomorrow multiple times. Yeah, anyway, thank you, Corporate AV Services. Call Mike and Mike at 248-939-0900. They basically do audio and visual for your corporate boardroom, which we are not. And um, I want to remind everybody, there's just a couple, just a couple, but that's it. Me and White Boy Rick, The Real Story, yeah. Saturday, March 18th. Almost there. On the Amo Celebrity Showroom in Warren, Michigan. Tickets, uh, I don't even think the cheap ones are there anymore. The expensive yeah. ones aren't there anymore. They added tables, actually. They added tables. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, we sold out. Fucking we sold out. It's going to be good. And I bitched at White Boy Rick's LA guys because they wouldn't give us any video because this is a real fucking Vegas show huh. and we need video. Yeah. So I know all kinds of guys. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be good. Yeah. Um, go to uh, andiamoshowroom.com or Ticketmaster, whatever the fuck, or show up mm -hmm. because I think Rick might be giving out some weed in the parking lot. How Red? Red? <laughs> How much was them tickets again? Yeah, anywhere from 25 to 59 but for you, I'll tell you what. I'm going to have a little something over my house this weekend, right? Okay. Why don't you come on over and uh, shovel my walk, huh? Huh? Okay. Is he giving out the weed in the parking lot? That's all we have to salute. Do you know it's the 10th anniversary, I mean the third anniversary of COVID tomorrow, March 10th. Nobody did a fucking word, but Red's got a beautiful piece that ends with Red scoring a bag at the bus station and... Does it cure COVID? Who knows? It makes you feel good. Right? Still here? Or you at least forget you had it. Yeah. <laughs> and as always, uh, tomorrow's uh, Friday. If the weather's good enough, if I was y'all, I'd come and get them Lent fish burgers. American Coney Island. That is Pacific Pollock. Not Atlantic Cod. They're not fish burgers. Oh, yeah. Is that they what they are. call them? They they're, fish they're, sandwich, yeah. Burger implies it's all, yeah, that it's all chopped up. Yeah, sandwich we'll, is more sophisticated. Yeah, ooh la la. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> no, we won't. Did you know that that the Coney Island is the American version of the sandwich? That the Earl of Sandwich liked to gamble, but didn't want to get up. So he had his servant put some meat between oh, two yeah. pieces of bread. We got the sandwich. <laughs> The Coney comes to be because uh, Michigan passes Prohibition two years before National Prohibition, and some clever Greek immigrant figures, when I put some sauce on a dog, open a speakeasy in the basement, some card rooms, and here we are. Roll the tape. <laughs> American Coney Island. So hey, boys in the band, come up. From the Today Show eats here. Not like that other guy, Al Joker, who eats at Lafayette. So make sure you are welcome. Come back in, the boys, and watch a little of the show. American Coney Island.
They're not around? Are they already taking a smoke break? Oh, I, oh, I, I offended him. They already left? It's they, not what I meant. They, they, you only paid for one song? All right, fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I left them in my office. Let Hit me up with this. What's bullshit in the news? <laughs> the No BS News Hour presents What's Bullshit in the News? <laughs> I'm out of beer. <laughs> oh, thank you, brother. I didn't mean for it. Well, thank you. I didn't mean for it. Did I just like it. It was just cheery. That was like, it's like Mary Poppins. Thank you, B-Dog. Oh, did you catch that redneck move? He opened the beer with his, you did it too, with the ring. <laughs> Married, they're showing off. My wife doesn't mind me drinking beer. That's Michigan. All right, what's bullshit in the news? I'll tell you what's bullshit. Alyssa Slotkin is running for Senate. Congressman Alyssa Slotkin. Now, Alyssa is a diminutive of Elizabeth. Elizabeth, right? It means oath to God. So, basically, your nickname's Betty. And your nick nickname is Baghdad Betty. Because listen, Congresswoman, I know what you did. You worked for the CIA you worked for the CIA before you worked for the CIA. You wrote grants for women's programs. But then you went to the work for the CIA under George Bush, the worst president in history. He worse than Biden. Swear to God. These two people, Biden and Bush, make Carter. Look like you should be the fifth guy in Rushmore. I swear to God. <laughs> World economic collapse, oh, right? War, yeah. Forever wars, illegal fucking yeah, wars. I'm with you. Madam Slotkin, I think I'm going to run. I'm going to run. Because I didn't start no illegal war. I got nothing to do with Abu Ghraib. I got nothing to do with the surge that killed a thousand of our people. I got nothing to do with no armor on the Humvees. I got nothing to do with ISIS. You're running on nothing. You're a hack. Nice. That's what John McCain said. Yeah. I'm not voting for you to be the Assistant Secretary of Defense. Because yeah. everything you did stunk. I didn't do Guantanamo Bay. I don't go around just... Voting as the party tells me, and then going across the street and raising money all day. That's not what we want. Is that what we want, Bill? Nope. I know the band is very political. Some of you are on the right, some of you are on the left, some of you are in the middle, right? It's interesting. Well, you know, we all have our own political viewpoints, but as, as entertainers, we don't take sides in politics. We want to make our music. All right, blah, 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 Your guys with disparate views on life. Everybody has disparate views And yet you get along. Yeah. You're a family. Yeah. Everybody should get along. Why can't we all do that? Everybody has different ideas about stuff. We all got to get along. We all got to live here. Does it come down to hate? Shouldn't. Who the guy that looks like Bob Seger over here? I'm forgetting, you know... I know who it is. I got notes, man. I'm That's Chris guy. Brown. Hey, Chris. Charlie, I think they get along because they all agree on drinking the same beer. 
Free. <laughs> yeah, the free, free. beer. <laughs> Our beer. Yeah. I'm like, hey, they work for beer. Where can they book you, dude? I found that bottle of bullet as soon as I walked in. <laughs> this thing was full. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we want more than that. I, I want more than a, some rich person who never worked hard, who's got a resume, and it's a resume loaded with failure, and out of the gate, you raised a million dollars. Well, I'm thinking about it. I committed my life to this community. Nobody gave me nothing. I'm, I'm not into it. That's what's bullshit in the news. Now, give me, the, give me another one. Uh, what's bullshit in the news? I'm going to tell you what's bullshit in the news. The power went out. I, I got a little timeline I put together. Impressive. I left it at home. <laughs> Here's trying, what here's what here's what happened. The power went out. Eight hundred twenty thousand of us didn't. Houses, not people. Whenever you hear customers without power, this is an underestimate. Double it, and that's the amount of people without power. So over one million six hundred thousand of my brothers and sisters didn't have no power. None. Where were you? Where were you, Governor? Where was the hard hat? Give me the hard hat, Bernie. Where was the hard hat? Why don't you love the people? Why? Yeah, give it to me. I'll, I'm going to do this right now. My fellow citizens, I know this is tough. I know you can't take a shower. I know there'll be no laundry. I suggest... You turn your underpants inside out and wear them twice. Use both sides of the Charmin. Shake the bread comes into the meatloaf and don't open the fridge too many times. That's what I would tell the people. But where were you? You were in San Diego. That's what you were doing because you left on spring break when 500,000 people didn't have no power. And you went to spring break. And then the power went out again. And you didn't say anything. And... They were shipping that poison dirt in from East Palestine and you didn't know about it because you weren't around. Because somebody got to want to do the job to do the, leave it, leave it to do the job. Bernie, the phone's on. <laughs> somebody got to want to do the job because they love the people, not because they love the position or the power or they go hook their friends up. That's what's bullshit in the news. You want to know what else is bullshit in the news? Excuse me. Here's what else is bullshit in the news. Will you hold DTE and consumers to task? Because I did the work. I did the no bullshit news hour right there. And Hank Winchester from Channel 4. Help me, Hank. That guy's, that guy's solid, man. He's good. Real solid. If I might, ladies and gentlemen, since Gretchen Whitmer ran for governor in 2017, Bill, mm -hmm. Consumers gave her 16,000. DTE staff gave her 130,000. Consumer staff gave her 120,000. Consumers themselves gave her 100,000. DTE gave her 100,000. They paid for her inauguration party. In wow. five years, grand total, give me, some, give me some music. You guys are a band. Drum roll, please, Bill. 
$537,750. Are you really doing hearings next week? Fuck off. That's what's in the news. Thank you. You want to know what else bullshit in the news? Yes. Speaker of the house, what's his name? McCarthy? Yeah. What's his first name? Kevin. I've been in front of his house. He's a weasel. This guy's a fucking weasel. Mm -hmm. A two-faced weasel. He gave Tucker Carlson 41,000 hours of tape on the January 6th insurrection. Right? Okay. Tucker Carlson showed me five minutes. I know Tucker. I like Tucker. Go ahead, Google that. I like Tucker. <laughs> Go ahead, post it. Horns. Horns. <laughs> I know him a long time. I was actually wondering if you were going to be in any of those texts. Mm, I got texts. <laughs> I, I'm sure you do. I know what Tucker feels in the beginning about if the election was stolen. I ain't going to reveal that. That's between friends. Let me just tell you something. The election wasn't stolen. It wasn't stolen. I was there processing the absentee ballot. It was not stolen. And Whitmer didn't do shit in the nursing homes. And Mike Duggan is lying about the financial condition of Detroit. And Kevin McCarthy's a weasel. Now, the point being, you can show me three minutes of, do we have this tape? We got three minutes of the horned... Uh, QAnon guy, his name's Jacob Chansley, wandering around, and it's now being presented that the police were escorting him around. January 6th was bullshit. You don't fuck up my Capitol. You don't smash the windows. You don't fuck with cops. You don't spray him with pepper spray. That shit's fucked. No way. Never going to cross my drawbridge, ever. Having said that, why what there he goes here he is here's the guy i'll get to my point there he is Fuck navy vet by the way and he's only organic food apparently was he being escorted around by police like Tucker Carlson saying, here he comes entering the Senate chamber. Fucking hey, man. With his escort, the That's cop, you apparently. Guys. These guys are fucking patriots. Look at this guy. He's got... Fuck a patriot, man. Fuck a patriot. You good, sir? Do you need medical attention? I'm good. Thank you. All right. I got shot in the face. I got shot in the face with some kind of plastic bullet. Any chance I can get you guys yeah. to leave the Senate wing? Wait, wait, Did you wait, hear wait, that? Pause sure. that. Mm-hmm. A cop said, is there any chance I can get you guys to leave the Senate wing? Here's a cop that does not want to get fucking killed, Karen. He doesn't want to get killed. What you think they're going to start putting cuffs on people when they're getting overwhelmed and shit shoved in the face? Now, and again, you know, it's always hard to make an assessment in that kind of situation from the bleachers or from the sideline. I mean, so, you know, I mean, what happened? Who knew? Did anybody know? But you had officers that you could clearly see on some of the tape that were concerned for their safety and the safety of the people that they were protecting. So, you know, maybe this is his. You're making that sound even more nice than what I saw, like concerned for my safety. Like these motherfucking animals going to kill me, man. Mm -hmm. But I'll say this. Here's, here's what's good about that tape. The shaman, his lawyer, never got that tape. He is absolutely 100% entitled to have that in discovery 
when he's deciding mm-hmm. if he's going to cop to a charge or if he's going to go to trial. And the United States Department of Justice withheld it. Yeah, that's wrong. That's fucked. The most important thing a defense attorney does is to make sure the client has due process. Due process, Period. which is required by law and discovery. I get everything. You may not withhold it. There's a great, a great appeal here. Mm-hmm. And it's making me sick. The Democrats and the Republicans making excuses and fucking us all up. Give them the tape. They didn't do it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to be the middle. Fuck you for smashing windows. And fuck you for not letting a guy defend himself. And I'll always defend somebody trying to defend themselves. And when I, I see you, you fuck, rifling through desks, get the fuck out of my capital. Am I wrong? No. No, you're right. What are you guys doing here? You're supposed to play another song. We'll play another song. <laughs> I have no segue. I just wrote the song called Shaman. <laughs> <laughs> Don't squeeze the shaman. <laughs> <laughs> I what think the gonna, band been in my office while they was out there on break. What are we going to hear next, Bill? This one-ton uh, trolley. Well, we're going to play a song called My Town. Oh. So I wrote that song about going back to my... Well, I grew up in Milford, so Karen, you'll have more shit to say about me there. <laughs> so, um, but um, yeah, you know, and, and it was about going Got back the white there. guilt in here. You <laughs> play with a knife. <laughs> Flog me. So, you know. Later, yeah, baby. <laughs> went back there and I realized, you know, it's about going anywhere. You know, where you grew up and you've been away for a long time. And you go back there and you're like, everything's different here. And then you look around and you're like, you know, nothing's really different. It's all still the same. But I've been away. Hmm. And uh, so that's what my town's all about. Okay, before you go my town, I forgot. Mike Duggan did a state of the city. <laughs> And he's telling me how great everything is and like how, uh, you know, the, these tax break giveaways to billionaires don't mean anything. Hey, Mike, I know nobody facts checks anymore. You're bullshit, dude. Of course it's a giveaway. Of course it's a giveaway. Because the way it works is you create a zone and then you raise the taxes on everybody else. All the business pays for itself and doesn't pay anything for the people. Let me make it simple, ladies and gentlemen. The year we went bankrupt. Detroit's revenues were $1.1 billion. This year, they're estimated to be $1.2 billion. But when you add inflation, back when we were bankrupt, we had $1.4 billion. So we're giving all the money to these guys anytime. Mike, you're so afraid of me, you won't even give me an interview anymore. <laughs> Go play it, bro. Go to my town. It's my town. It's your town. It's our town. I got no more town. Downtown. Downtown Julie Brown. <laughs> Brownies. Downtown. Help me out. Come on. Mexican town. Mexican Me- town. Uptown. Uptown. Downtown. East side of town. West side of town. Adjusting my shit there. Oh, he was cussing. I feel like I'm in a bar. <laughs> Great. That's the point, yeah. That's no. No. <laughs> have a drink. Hey, I have a smoothie. Nice. Show it to us. Have a smoothie. See, it's green. What are you going to do with that cup when you're done? Throw it away? Mm? Mm-hmm. Biden's going to send it? What should I do with it? It's green, What am I supposed Karen? to do with What's it, What's in there? 
I'm going to recycle my stuff. I'm going to recycle my stuff. You boys ready? Let's make go. Here we go. singing in trees and two different yards five empty bottles yeah. in the grass next to the car piles of cigarette butts and old candy wrappers Months of papers in the gutter that were never delivered. This still my town, my town. Seems the names are the same on that old water tower. And numbers to match as far as I can remember. Those Friday nights were made for those of us who would scatter. Leave the others to the chairs while we attended what mattered. In our hometown.
will always be my town This will always be my ground I've been around the world I pulled my stakes And I put them down Wherever I call home It ain't nothing like my town Wow, 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 man. I never heard of these guys, man. They're fucking awesome. Yeah, you know, I was telling them before the show, I said, I've worked in radio for a long time. I've heard a lot of local bands. I would say about 80% aren't very good. They're really fucking good. Yeah, I don't think this is a local band. Not man. that I'm, and not that I'm an expert, but I'm just saying. I think it's a band. He's from here, yeah. I sure. think of what I'm hearing, like, they're here in the, what do we call this place again? Uh, the joint. What do you call it? They just <laughs> appear in the joint. It, that's just. It was good. The, it's the penthouse. The, the penthouse. penthouse. Yeah, that's it. It's the Thank penthouse. You. It, you know, it ain't it ain't the finest, but that's live. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Oh, you guys are great. You guys are great. Hey, you're great. Well done. Now, uh, as promised, he's got a nice voice. He's got a nice voice. He sure does. They got a nice rhythm rhythm section too. Oh my god, the bourbon hit me. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all know tomorrow it will be March tenth? That's the three year anniversary of the announcement that COVID is upon us. Exclusively, we reported it. Comedian reporter Detroit Red goes to the Rosa Parks bus station. And takes the temperature of Detroit. Where are we now? Let's roll. It's the three-year anniversary of COVID, and we're at the bus stop trying to see <laughs> if COVID is gone and forgotten or forgotten and not gone. So, so when you first heard about COVID and had the lockdown, what did you think? I was in a joint when I first heard about COVID. I caught that, I caught that shit two times. Locked up? In prison. Couldn't get away from it. We, it's eight of us in one cell. Take me to the pain. <laughs> Let me tell you like this. COVID hit, ain't nobody thinking about it. Oh, it's some bullshit. Oh, it is. They ain't gonna hit us. That motherfucker hit us. Huh. Like four people died. Ten people damn near died, and seven hundred prisoners got COVID. Uh, you was an essential worker. You had to be out here on the bus line. No hazard pay. What'd you see different now than three years ago? Oh, people don't care no more. They ready to kill them to take these masks off. Hey, what's good, doctor? How you doing today? Yeah, I'm all right. I, I want to ask you something. Three year anniversary of COVID. Uh, can you tell us why was COVID killing old people? I couldn't tell you, man, but they making money off of it. I'm working in a nursing mm -hmm. home. So, I got to ask you, were they really doing everything they could to take care of them old folks in the nursing home? You know what? The old folks don't go out and get it. Somebody comes in and give it to them. So, do you think COVID is uh, forgotten and gone or gone and forgotten? It ain't going nowhere. What? Monkeypox and where that went. I ain't seen a case of it yet. Have you caught COVID? 
No, I haven't. You know what? I got to know. Uh, I had, I had taste in my mouth, smell in my nose, but I got a little under the weather. Okay, did you get tested or is this just a self-examination? Self-examination. <laughs> you smoke cigarettes? Yes, I do. You think smoking cigarettes saved you from catching COVID? Yes, I do. So you think a Newport or a Cool can fight off COVID? I definitely know that is true. You got some of that uh, natural medication? Yes, sir. Now, yeah. Now, do you think that'll help keep me from getting COVID? I don't think so, but it, <laughs> it might relieve the pain. You know what I mean? Hey, it's it's natural. Hey, what you think? I I got. Let me see what I got. I got a hot five on me. Bam, bam, bam. Hey, this is Detroit Red with his COVID vaccination medicine, saying deuces. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was great, Red. That was great. Did <laughs> anybody think weed might work? I never heard no stoner dropping dead, bro. That's true. And, and but I got to admit, three years I ain't caught COVID up. yet. Two blunts a day. But Charlie, did you hear the guy say they're making money off of it? That's what this is. This is a money maker. That is so true, Karen, because Red and I, you know, we're in the basement of Coney here trying to crash that thing <clears throat> because, you know, our star fucking editor and filmmaker, Byron, is doing other businesses. We, but we were talking just about that. And that, that story actually had a lot of stuff in it. It had mm -hmm. the nursing home worker who, who yep. was passing the COVID. It was the nursing home workers and the bus driver, man. Nobody gave a fuck. I didn't get no hazard pay. And the there jails. A, and the jails and the prisons. Mm -hmm. A lot yep. of stuff in there. Dude, that was that was very well done, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you for going with me. I was uh, honored to be oh, out yeah, there. Get in that microphone. Tell yeah, everybody. Yeah, it was, uh, thank you, and thank you for going with me. Charlie LaDuff <laughs> works the camera, too, y'all, if y'all didn't know. Yeah, he it. actually did the camera work on that. So Take me to the pain. What are you, Brad Edwards? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that one, too. <laughs> You would thank Brad Edwards for that one. Okay, now listen, I uh, oh, we're doing really good, man, because we're gonna make an hour. Um, I want to dedicate this show not, not only to Anthony Bourdain, but I want to dedicate this to my dear friend, never to be forgotten, Detroit Fire Chief Mike Nevin. I walked back into town after doing my jaunt around the world in my young man life in two thousand and eight. And this was one of the first video pieces that I did when I was working for the Detroit News. Steve Perez, love you, dude. I'm glad you sent it. Uh, just watch this. A Detroit firefighter is among the busiest in the country. It takes its toll. This is it. I mean... Christ, when is it going to end? You know, what, what, when are we going to have one day where this isn't happening? You know, uh, the fires and the, the, the car wrecks. And These are the opinions not of the fire department, but of individual men. They are stationed on the city's east side, which was once the core of American manufacturing might. Now the core is on fire. 
you know, you wonder what happened to the Motor City here, you know. You got GM, Chrysler, they're all picking up and they're leaving. And uh, the people are still here. And when the factories go, they're not taking the people with them. This is uh, this isn't happening out in the suburbs to this degree yet, but uh, it's on its way. You know, we can't just ignore the this area. These people have to go somewhere after this is all blown out. You know, and that's just the next step. Logical. Not yet. It's coming. Wake up. Can't all deliver pizzas. My father's right off the boat in Scotland. No, he came over here to be a wood model maker. No, this is definitely not the what they had in mind. But they built a good city. Just needed to maintain it. You know, you can't abandon it and just leave and you know expect it to continue to thrive. You know, we've seen half a million people leave the city since we started fighting fires. Breaks your heart. Breaks your heart. I'm sure every guy here would say the same thing. Breaks your heart. And all these guys here, man, do whatever they can for the people here in the city. The, 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 man, the, the last man in that piece was firefighter Walt Harris, who died in an arson. He died. Mike's gone. Jimmy Montgomery, I wish you long and well, man. I'll see you tomorrow. I want to introduce the band. This is Bill Arnold. He's doing guitars and vocals. Chris Brown on bass, what's up, brother? John Johnson on the drums. Anthony Zach on guitar and vocals, my man. We, we don't know how to do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got a little attached to it. I'm doing it now. All right. All right. I see how the politics lines up here. Listen, um, One Ton Trolley, their latest record, Sunday Morning Cigarettes. You can get it anywhere. What's the name of this one, bro? Happy ever uh, we're gonna play Happy Ever After. Happy Ever After. And you know, closing song. Closing song, we usually do something at the end. Take us out, bro. And thanks for being here. Hey, thank you, Charlie. Right on.